The Christmas season is quite different to live as a Catholic, particularly in a few ways. While the culture at large begins disassembling any indications of Christmas on Boxing Day, or December 26th, we celebrate a series of martyrs. We continue festivities at least through the 12 days of Christmas, beginning on Christmas Day. Those embracing tradition don't take decorations down till Candlemas, on February 2nd. The liturgical calendar makes frequent mention of Christian martyrs during the Christmas season. We recently celebrated the feast day of St. Thomas Becket on December 29th, killed by order of the English king, Henry II, for resisting the king's attempts to usurp church authority. He was murdered by knights who cut him down in his cathedral, killing him between the altar and the bishop's chair. Standing in holy vestments, Thomas Becket's last words were, for the name of Jesus and the protection of the Church, I am ready to embrace death. In our time of so much capitulation, it is almost alien to us to hear of people who would give their lives so willingly. He had spent years in France in exile, knowing of his likely death at the hands of the power-crazed monarch. Yet he returned to England anyway, to do his duty. We also rarely get statesmen in our age who are willing to kill clergy, but that's not because temporal powers have grown more moral. Rather, the modern church simply isn't considered a threat to state power. Even Christians as a voting bloc don't bear much thinking about now. Politicians care less about them with each election season. Those running for office without claiming to be Christian of some stripe are no longer de facto disqualified, a massive change from 50 years ago. To be Christian has been reduced to a status, not something that binds one's conscience, requires certain actions, or even compels his voting, but merely an attribute analogous to one's favourite music. It matters because I like mine, but you can have yours and we needn't care about where the truth is because it's just an opinion. And people don't die for an opinion. But in an age in which the only dogma is that nothing can be dogmatic, nobody sees anything worth dying for. It's a repulsive devaluation of values. Under the pretext of tolerance, man cares for nothing. Don't misunderstand, I don't want more dead faithful, but we need a people who would be willing and who care enough to see beyond themselves into the transcendent. It's then that state actors will begin to pay attention and that severe persecution will take place because our state and culture are much departed from a rightful order. As it stands, our enemies merely think that they have no need to kill the impotent. That's not a victory, but a loss. The recent commemoration on December 28th of the Holy Innocents, that is, those killed by Herod, ought to remind us of the innocent children being killed in our own society. While that continues, we cannot even pretend that the culture at large is moral. It's not trying to be. To be moral, one must be willing to give up what we want for that which is good. Pro-abortion arguments are based on worldly difficulties, which is to say, on what we want, rather than on what is right. The morality of today is consent-based morality, summarized as, if I'm a consenting adult, then it's okay. That's the morality and degeneracy of pagan Rome. A war for souls is on, as in every era, and we're losing. We must start by being more vocal, by not separating our faith lives from who we are, such as in, I keep my religion separate from my family or work, etc. 
and being willing to accept the consequences thereof. We must say, with Thérèse of Lazur, I have to do my duty, come what may.